Hello, hockey fans, and welcome once again to the Vegas Hockey Podcast. This is the Stanley Cup Final Breakdown edition of the show. I'm Mark Warner along with Chris Litza. We're welcoming back Zachary Devine. He is the hockey department lead for Last Word on Sport. He also contributes at Hockey Pros. Hold on, Hockey Pros. Hockey Profit. Sorry about that. And he's a writer for the Dauber Prospects as well. Um, he's all over the map. If you guys, if 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 you guys want any hockey content that's really quality, good stuff, follow at Zach the Bear. That's C A K K the Bear on Twitter, and he links all of his stuff through through his Twitter account. So Zach, good to talk to you again, buddy. Hello, how are you? Good, uh, good to be back. Thanks for having me. For sure, for sure. Well, your Sharkies did it. They made it uh, into the Stanley Cup final. Kind of a tougher series than it looked like it should have been going for the full seven games against a, a, a game St. Louis club. What do you think What do you think the overall deciding factor against St. Louis was and pushed them over the top there in game seven? I think that ultimately the, the Sharks' depth is what prevailed over St. Louis. The, the numbers that they were having their defense play just weren't sustainable, and it's really been like that through the entire postseason. And when you're trying to get these huge minutes and you don't trust your bottom pairing on a seven game series of getting hit in the corner, um, you know, chasing pucks, I feel like the blues just ran out of gas on the, on the back end. Uh, and that was really the big key. The musical chairs that Hitchcock played didn't work. I think that just more messed with Elliot and Allen's head. Um, I agree with that. 100%. And Tarasenko is, yeah, and Tarasenko, you know, he, he didn't have any points in the series until those two goals when the entire series was over. Right. So I'm totally fine with the Sharks giving Tarasenko a pair of lovely parting gifts on his <laughs> way to the golf course. There you go. There you go. Um, I, I agree with you. That, I mean, the, the Elliot Allen thing, it goes back to the old saying, if you have two goalies, you have none, right? Um, right. It's uh, Elliot had played, you know, obviously really good coming – coming all the way into the conference final here in the West. And yeah, there was, there was, there's a couple of bad goals. I think it was game four when he made the change into game five to bring Allen in. Um, pretty impressed. And we'll get to the, the penguins in the next segment of the show, but pretty impressed with Sullivan, except for a little hiccup there. He, uh, he stuck with his 21 year old, even when flurry has been ready, I think since early in round two, I, I and I didn't like, uh, the healthy scratches that that uh, Hitchcock did back and forth too, when it looked like they were in trouble. Yeah, f- for the fifth straight year, there was a California team representing in the Western Conference Final. So, uh, just generally speaking, what do you, what do you think that says about the depth of of talent out west here? Pretty pretty impressive to me that that you got you know sunny California and Northern California now taking the Western Conference Final in the last five years. What do you think about that says about the depth? I think it's really showing that, you know, hockey in the Sunshine States has completely taken root and is starting to bear fruit. You look at the teams in California and they're keeping up with each other, really. They're all in the Pacific Division. They're adding uh, adding players. They're competing for free agents. They're competing for uh 
at, at the farm club level too now with that with the AHL teams uh, all in California you've got the the rain uh, the gulls and then the barracuda so these teams are going to be going at it obviously for years in the same division but now even their prospects are going to hate each other yeah hundred percent bring more yeah it's going to bring you know more intense rivalries and really continue to sell the product and I think that you're seeing the long range goals of the NHL really starting to pan out in California. You're seeing it uh, with the AHL moving to Arizona. Uh, Texas has been a strong market. Tampa Bay is a strong market. So you're seeing that long-term vision that they had back in the 90s really taking root uh, in, in, the sun, in the sunshine belt of hockey. And pretty soon we'll uh, test the market in Las Vegas. Hopefully uh, announcement coming at the award show here. Um, that's what we're hearing, hopefully at the uh, awards show here in Las Vegas. That's when the Las Vegas Knights will be announced. But anyway, on to the Stanley Cup final. Give me your uh, initial thoughts when when Pittsburgh took Game 7 and uh, your opinion of what the matchup is like going going into the final for the San Jose Sharks. So I, I was rooting for Tampa Bay. I think the Sharks match up better against the Tampa Bay Lightning, especially with Vasilevsky back there in net. I'm not a huge supporter of his. He's a very good prospect. I don't think he's quite as ready for prime time. Uh, Bishop being hurt obviously hurt them and likely was the what turned the tide in that series. I think Tampa Bay really didn't have the, the defensive depth to to handle the offensive depth of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And when we talked about that series last time, that was really key. And you saw it again, uh, what they were able to do rolling those three lines. They just kept coming, and ultimately it was Brandon Rust with a pair of goals, and Matt Murray was just enough once uh, Sullivan came back to his senses and put him back in net. And that's how the Penguins really advanced. I think that there's enough there for the Penguins that they'll compete against the San Jose Sharks but the depth that the Sharks are able to deploy on defense, I think, will probably be the difference in, in that series. One uh, one thing I was looking at, uh, just doing a little homework for the series, um, Pittsburgh's is a pretty pedestrian 83% penalty kill, if I, if I did that right, um, here in the playoffs this year. I don't see that being enough against San Jose and San Jose I I believe last time we were talking about one way to slow down the Sharks power play was maybe not let Pavelski stand there between the hash marks in the slot unchecked and just bang home Brent Burns rebounds and once again in St. Louis had some critical power play times and Chris you even tweeted me about it there was Pavelski standing all alone banging home rebounds is 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 that something that an eighty three percent penalty kill team is going to be able to deal with? In in my opinion, that might even be the key to the series. Is once again San Jose's power play. What do you think of that? San Jose's power play uh, took a small dip uh, against St. Louis. They're now clicking at only twenty seven percent. Yeah. Um, and when you think about that in, in terms of playoff hockey, that's still absurd. Yeah. Um, you know Pittsburgh is at eighty three point six percent on their penalty kill. Um, an interesting uh, stat is San Jose is only giving up 1.5 even strength goals per game. 
And when you have that kind of shutdown defense um, that's playing five on five and then a power play where everyone that's watching at home, that's in the arena, that really knows anything about the Western Conference, knows exactly what the Sharks are going to do on the power play, and nobody can still stop it. I just don't see that as a recipe for slowing down what's turned into the most prolific offense in the playoffs. Agreed 100%. Chris, I'm going to bring in Chris. Chris, I know you got a few things to go over on on the San Jose. You're the numbers guy. What are the what do you got for, for Zach tonight? Well, i got three quick questions. First one's a quickie, and I, I thought of this. Uh, Zach, if I pulled 100 NHL insiders on opening night from this past year, and I said to them, you know, a team from California is going to be in the Stanley Cup Finals. How many votes do you think the Sharks would have gotten on opening night? I think maybe seven, and I don't know if I would have been one of them. Um, right. If, if <laughs> they, you know, they they they've been surprising, and and they were a 500 team uh, as late as, if I remember correctly, January. I, I saw a tweet at some point that they were um, right at 500 before they shellacked Toronto in January, and then that was kind of the the tipping point in in their season. They were really pedestrian early. Um, there was a lot of question marks. The roster hadn't really settled down with where guys were slotting in. Um, the bottom pairing for the defense was still in flux. Um, I think it is a little bit still, but at least you've got a pairing that's been together for a while. Uh, and so, yeah, if you if you polled everyone, it probably would have come down, I think, heavily towards the Ducks. I, I think the Ducks were um, – it was surprising to me that they didn't go further. The L.A. Kings, I think they've got – some issues they're starting to really get um, some of that cap karma coming back with some of those deals they've made. They've I've never been a huge Jonathan Quick guy. Um, he's a he's a good goaltender, but that contract, you know, he's going to be there forever. Um, so L- Sharks beating L.A. I could see that. Anaheim not coming out of the West that was a surprise. Would have been a surprise for me. Now in terms of this matchup here with the Penguins. Um, how do the Sharks match up? You mentioned some good numbers there about how the Sharks have played even strength against their opponents so far, uh, the Kings, the Predators, and the Blues. But, you know, the speed of the Penguins, uh, they haven't played it. First of all, how do they match up with a team uh, that's just going to be on you, be it if they have the puck or if they don't have the puck, and the fact that they haven't, you know, really faced a team like this in the playoffs. How does that all uh Workout. I think that goes both ways. I don't think either squad has faced uh, faced a team like they they're they're about to. You look at the Penguins; they don't have a lot of size, really. You you look at Malkin as kind of one of their bigger players. Obviously, he's a handful all world player, but there's not a lot of heft and weight on the rest of that that lineup. So they're going to get a San Jose Sharks team that's big. They're fast. They're heavy. They hit a lot. Um, everyone seems like they've got good reach. So the Penguins are in for a little bit of a surprise as well. The teams in the West, they all skate, they all hit. They, they've got that weight. So overall, I think that they're they're in for, for a surprise as well. But you're right. The Sharks haven't faced a team with this level of talent. You've got Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, uh, Patrice Hornquist, Carl Haglin, Bonino, Kessel as that, you know, quote-unquote third line. It's really 
amazing the, the depth that Pittsburgh has. And if you look at the two teams, especially the forward lines, they're really mirror images of each other. Sidney Crosby is obviously a generational talent. Joe Thornton isn't exactly chopped liver himself. Uh, he was just named to Team Canada. He's a player that is going in the first ballot Hall of Fame with or without a cup. So you look how these teams stack up. Evgeny Malkin, I would take over Logan Couture. That's a given, but you look at his wingers. Would I take, you know, Brian Rust and Chris Kunitz over a Jonas Donskoy and a Patrick Marlowe? Maybe not. So th- there's a lot of uh, give and take on these lineups. I think the forwards are close, but defensively, I think the Sharks are the clear-cut winners. And lastly for me on the Sharks, how concerned should Sharks fans be when their third pairing D is on the ice? I think that's going to be a key for Pittsburgh, quite frankly. I think Pittsburgh, especially as the team that's going to get four home games out of three, they're going to want to, they're going to work to exploit the Pollock and Dylan pairing. Um, I was tracking some numbers and Dylan and Pollock, Dylan was minus 25 in Corsi differential. Pollock was minus 14. Uh, that was over the seven game series against St. Louis. So that's going to be a concern, and when when the Penguins are able to match up and get their the line they want up against Pollock and Dylan, I think Sharks fans need to be concerned. That's not to say that the the Pittsburgh's bottom pairing is exactly a ton of confidence either. They were minus four for Ian Cole, and Ole Mata was minus twelve, even though he's technically probably on their second line, but the those bottom pairings are going to be key and it's whoever's pair bottom two defensemen can hold up under the pressure, I think has a slightly better chance to win. All right. Well, uh, let me take us out to a break here. And when we come back, we're going to ask Zachary to flip hats and give us a few reasons debating what we just talked about and why Pittsburgh can come out on top. So if you guys hang on, we'll be right back. Hello, hockey fans, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Hockey Podcast. Make sure you check out all our episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, and HockeyTalkRadio.us, the Internet's first 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week, all-hockey-talk-radio-format streaming station. Check it out. All right, hockey fans, welcome back to the Big Hockey Podcast. This is Mark Warner along with Chris Lisa, your host, and we're still here with Zachary Devine. We're going to ask him to flip hats and put on his Penguins cap for another 15 minutes or so before before the gloves come off for good, and we're going to break down what the Penguins can do to stop the speed and power play proclivities that the San Jose Sharks have come up with since January, February this year and really put together a great run here as, as Pittsburgh has. So uh, if we go into, into game one, what would, what, obviously they got to get a lead. Obviously they got to play from in front. They got to keep the pressure off Matt Murray. If the Sharks take one of the first two and snag home ice, is that going to just, in your mind, going to just about do it? Can we can we tell a I lot about definitely... yeah? Can we tell a lot about the series there in the first two games? I think so. I think if the Sharks can, you know, the Sharks during the regular season were, if I remember correctly, one of the best 
or to at least top three road record teams in NHL history. Yeah. And so they, they haven't been quite that good, uh, in the regular, in the postseason on the road, but their home game has really turned around. And if the Sharks can come out, uh, with a 1 1 series tie out of Pittsburgh heading back to the Shark Tank, uh, for games three and four, that could be a very steep hill for the Penguins. For the Penguins, I think it really comes down to, to a couple things. Uh, one, the Sharks are the worst face-off team of any of the 16 NHL playoff teams. They're only winning about 47% of their, of their face-offs. Pittsburgh's right in the pack at 50. Uh, you got Colin, who is their fourth-line center, but has been phenomenal. He's drawing well over 60% uh, last I saw. And that ability to win the face-offs at key moments, uh, especially defensively, could be a big key for uh, for the Penguins. There you go. The other key for for Pittsburgh, I think, is going to be trying to slow down the Sharks' power play. And you know, everyone's tried, everyone's failed, but they're slightly better on the on the power. Uh, excuse me, on the penalty kill. Um, so Pittsburgh's sitting there at eighty three point six percent. So that's a slight edge over San Jose's eighty percent. Pittsburgh will have to find a way uh, to slow down Burns, Pavelski, Marlowe, Thornton, Thornton just both, both sides. <laughs> and, and and if the if they're not able to slow down that power play, um, it, it it could get ugly. The Sharks are the leading goal scoring team in the playoffs. They're at three and a half goals a game, and during the dead puck era in the playoffs. That's a pretty impressive number. Well, I was seeing that the Penguins also, they're scoring at about 3.23, 3.25 goals per game. So they're actually, uh, they're, they may be the second or third best at, you know, scoring offense in the, in the playoffs so far this season. What, uh, do you have, do you have the, the penalty numbers in front of you? How, do you, does either one of you guys know how, how often P- Pittsburgh's going into the box? Because one way to slow down a power play is to keep it off the ice. That's a great question. I don't have the penalty minutes up uh, ahead of me. I do know that Pittsburgh is, uh, they get about seven more shots per game than the Sharks do. Mm-hmm. The Sharks have been really good at shot suppression. And you look at the squads that they've played with St. Louis, Nashville, and LA, they've kept um, them to an average, average of 27.1 uh, shots uh, per game. So it's something's going to have to give here. Pittsburgh is shooting quite a bit more than San Jose, but San Jose is allowing quite a few less than Pittsburgh's been able to. So if Pittsburgh can keep up those shot attempts and those shots on goal, that could be uh, a key for them to keep it close in this series. Chris, you want to uh, you want to jump in and get on the Penguins bandwagon, or what yeah, do you got? Yeah, I got I got I got two questions two questions here for Zach on the Penguins side. Since the first round, so against the Caps and the Lightning, I, you know, I don't want to say that they haven't done anything. I mean, they've had their moments, of course, being Malkin, but they they were held in check in those two series. Can can the Penguins win this series if the Crosby and Malkin have similar production? Uh, if, the, if the Sharks can hold can uh, duplicate what the Lightning and the Caps uh, have with Crosby and Malkin? Can the Penguins win the series? I think it would be really tough. I think they'll get, they're going to need one of those two lines to 
um, step it up a little bit. You know, they, they've certainly, they, they haven't disappeared like a Vladimir Tarasenko, but they haven't been the Sidney Crosby and the Evgeny Malkin that you expect to see. The, I'd probably deploy Vlasic and Braun against the Malkin line because they're a little bit more uh, physical. They're, they're going to take away time and space from Malkin. I think Burns and Martin go up against Sidney Crosby um, and uh, Connor Sherry and, and Patrick Hornquist. Those guys can skate, so you get the little bit better skating Braun or excuse me, Burns in there. And again, for the, for Pittsburgh, it's going to be matching up against Dylan and Pollock. So if they can get one of uh, either one of those big two lines or even their third line with Kessel, Benino, and Haglin up against Pollock and Dylan, that's going to be where they're really going to have the best opportunity to, to put the puck in the net. And my last question on the Penguins is, does Matt Murray have to be the series MVP for them to win the series? You know, he, I think he's going to have to be in the running. You know, you, you look at what the Sharks have been able to do on the scoreboard, um, and they're not giving up many goals either. You know, they're giving up uh, 2.28 goals per game. Pittsburgh's at 2.39. I think if the Sharks are able to hang three or four every night against Pittsburgh, I, uh, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. I, they, he's got to he's got to be what he has been during this postseason, which is a steady um, presence back there in the net that that's playing above his pay grade. But he's probably their best option in net. Um, we spoke about that on, on you know in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think Murray's their best option, and so if if the Sharks are able to get to Murray, uh, and and then you start seeing flurry in the net. I think the tide has turned and San Jose hasn't wrapped up. I, I, for me, I think as soon as you see flurry in that, that's when you know that might be all she wrote for the Penguins. I kind of agree with that. Recent, just uh, let's let's go uh, with a little bit of an intangible. I believe San Jose only has one player on the roster that has played in a Stanley Cup final. Is that correct? Um, I'm looking at their roster real quick. I think that might be right. Um, Martin has. Martin played with... With Pittsburgh, uh, right. Has played in... And then... Has Joel Ward? Mm, maybe. Uh, I don't... So, yeah. That's one of those tweeters. They don't, they right, don't have right. many players with, 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 you know, Stanley Cup finals experience, especially when you consider Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Kunitz have all been there for... Marc-Andre Fleury. For Pittsburgh. Mark Andre Fleury, right? Um, but you know what the the overall playoff experience is pretty close. Crosby's at a 118 games, so's Malkin. Uh, Joe Thornton's at 115. Marlowe's at 114. Um, those were since 2006. I had pulled those numbers. Okay. Um, and then you have Pavelski, uh, Couture uh, at 99 and 74, respectively. So the Sharks have the experience. Um, they're a much older team. Uh, the extra time off, the extra day in their own beds. You know, they, they sewed up this series uh, against St. Louis here at home, so they were able to go home, get some good sleep. Uh, Thornton and Mar- Marlowe are both 36. Joel Ward's 35. 
Martin's 34, Pavelski's 31, you know, the, the extra rest is going to help the Sharks, even if it's by a day. Um, they're comfortable with travel, so that's not a, a huge issue. So I think that the the Sharks' best bet is to get a, at least a draw out of Pittsburgh, and then at that point they could be uh, in better control of the series. So in the last 10 years, we could say that, that San Jose has been a little bit disappointed in the postseason. Do you think that Peter DeBoer is a, is just a major reason why they've been able to turn this around and go on a deep playoff run? You know, DeBoer took uh, the uh, the Devils to the Stanley Cup final in his first year as well. Probably is as definitely a, a team with a lot yep, less talent. As a number six chart. seed. And so you're you're looking at you know, a, a coach that um, I would say overall is underrated, but has the ability to really reach guys. And he's demonstrated that, uh, you know, coaches, let's face it, they're hired to be fired. This is not the profession you go into if you're looking for stability, but you can't help but be impressed with the work that Peter DeBoer has done. He's got Joe Thornton playing maybe the best hockey of his career. And that's saying something at, 36 years of age. Uh, Brent Burns is weapon X. You know, there's no other way to describe him. It, you know, I've, I've described him as a player without a position because he just plays hockey. Um, he's a threat no matter where he is or what he's doing on the ice. Yeah. So you, you look at what DeBoer's done and it might be, you know, the best coaching job that the San Jose Sharks has seen in 25 years even without the Stanley Cup final appearance, um, you know, taking this team that had a lot of turmoil, a lot of issues between the ears, and to just get that shift to the playoffs, that was relatively impressive. For sure, for sure. Let me uh, let me ask you this: Penguins win. Uh, who's their con Smythe? And if the Sharks go on to win, who do you give the con Smythe to on both sides? I think if the Penguins win, I think their con Smythe has to be Matt Murray. He's going to have to absolutely yeah. stand on his head. I was hoping you'd you say know, that. That's, that's, yeah, that's going to be – I think that if, if he's able to, um, you know, win the games that, that Pittsburgh – you know, the four games Pittsburgh needs, he's going to have to be on top of his game every minute of every game, and that'll be who you have to go with your con Smythe because he'll have to be – even more impressive than he already has been. If the Sharks win, I think it has to go to Joe Pavelski. Uh, you know, just what he's been able to do and produce, even though the entire hockey world knows exactly what the San Jose Sharks are doing, Joe Pavelski goes out there and is still able to do it. Um, you know, he's leading from the front. He's in the greasy areas. Um, I think Logan Couture is a dark horse for the Sharks just because his line has been asked to carry a lot of the defensive load. And he's still able to put up some impressive numbers himself. So those would be the two um, for the Sharks. But I, I think it would have to go to Pavelski. My dark horse for uh, for Pittsburgh would be, I think, Phil Castle, Because if he can come through, have himself a huge series, and um, that third line is going to be counted on, I think, to provide a lot of the offense. I think the Sharks are going to deploy a lot of resources to shut down the Crosby line and the Malkin line. So if Kessel, Benino, and Haglin can really come through uh, and produce, Kessel will have a big series. It might be a dark horse there. All right. Well, we're just, we got about a minute left. Uh, 
I'll put you on the spot. Who are you picking? You know, looking at the depth that both the teams have at forwards, I think that's a push, but I believe that the Sharks have a little more stability in net with Martin Jones, and I like the Sharks' defense um, and their deployment uh, overall. So I think that that'll be what turns the tide. I'm going to take the San Jose Sharks in six games to win their first ever Stanley Cup. All right, good stuff, good stuff. We're going to be out of time here in just a second, everybody. That's Zachary Devine. He writes for The Last Word on Sports. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Zach the Bear, Z-A-K-K, the Bear. Uh, going into the draft, he does a lot of uh, prospects and, and draft stuff, too, so make sure you check it out as we head into the offseason. Thanks for coming in tonight. We appreciate it, Zach. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Chris. All right, you have a Thanks. good night. And when we come back from the break, Mark and Chris, we're going to give – our predictions on how this final is going to go, and then we're going to sit back and watch with everybody else. So hang tight, and we'll be right back. Hello, hockey fans, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Hockey Podcast. Make sure you check out all our episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, and HockeyTalkRadio.us, the Internet's first 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week, all-hockey-talk-radio-format streaming station. Check it out. All right, hockey fans, welcome back for the final segment of our Stanley Cup final breakdown between the Penguins and the Sharks. Zach gave us a lot to think about there on both sides of the coin. I, I particularly like the face-off point. I'd be interested to look up his, the Sharks' Corsi ratings versus the Penguins' Corsi ratings because possession stats are more and more driving where the NHL is headed, i.e. Arizona Coyotes' general manager situation, so on and so forth. And that could be a big pivotal point in the series that we were just talking. Is often underrated by people like us, I guess. <laughs> How do you think that plays? Yeah, no, How no, do you think? Talk- Go ahead. Go no, ahead. We were just talking uh, during the break of how Tampa Bay in Game 7 when they pulled the goalie in the last couple minutes and they had all those you know, uh, offensive zone chances and they couldn't get control of the puck. Pittsburgh won every one of those draws and won them handily. So, I mean, and it was, I don't know how many there were. There were quite a few. And, you know, it's great to have the goalie pulled and have that extra guy, but if you, can't, if you don't have the puck, it doesn't really do you much good. And uh, even though Pittsburgh iced it a couple times, it didn't matter. They kept winning those draws. So, in these games when it's very tight, uh, it can make a world. It could be the difference between winning and losing. Uh, absolutely 100%. Well, on my NHL.com playoff bracket, I did have the Penguins in the cup final, but I had the Ducks on the other side. So uh, 50-50. I did have actually the Ducks winning the cup over Pittsburgh. I'll let you I'll let you do yours. I Zachary asked me where I was headed on my picks there right right during the break and uh, I said I'd probably make up my mind as we were going through this segment. So Convince me either way, Chris. Go ahead. Well, 
this is, I, you know, I, I think, uh, I know Zach feels confident, you know, he has a long series in six games, and he'll, he feels it's very competitive. I think it's going to be even more competitive. Uh, the Sharks' power play would worry me as a Penguins fan. Joe Pavelski and Brett Burns worry me. Um, the fact that they hit Crosby and Malkin do not, and again, they're they're being shadowed. They're putting, you know, the other teams are playing their best players. Yada yada yada. But they got they got a, their production has to go up. From a Pittsburgh standpoint, that worries me uh, a bit. Uh, you know, the Sharks, their pairing defense though worries me. The faceoff is a good point, is an excellent point. Pittsburgh having home ice. And then they're going to have uh, the advantage with that with uh, last change. Um, and like I said, I know Pittsburgh doesn't have the greatest D on paper, but they're playing uh, to the best of their abilities to this system. And Matt Murray just looks unflappable. Just like a kid in the candy store, just having a lot of fun. And uh, mistake uh, by the coach, which... I think that was his first mistake all year, and it almost cost him the season. But, um, you know, I think, uh, first of all, I think we're in for a classic series in terms of how long it's going to be, how competitive, and how much fun it's going to be. These two teams, uh, offensive-minded, good speedy team, um, I really do. Zach brought up the physicality aspect of Pittsburgh being a little bit smaller. The only thing I would say about that is it didn't seem to affect them uh, in the series against the Capitals. So uh, they didn't wear down or anything like that. I have a the Sharks in seven, and I'm going to say game seven goes to OT. So Sharks in seven and overtime, and and uh, I don't know. How about a Joe Pavelski goal to win it? How about a Joe Pavelski goal? Well, I pulled up the betting lines. Uh, this may surprise you. Pittsburgh minus 150 favorites to win the Cup. The money, Pittsburgh's, uh, Pittsburgh, so the money's on Pittsburgh. The 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 line set where Pittsburgh's minus one fifty favorite, but seventy five percent of the bets are coming. So the the public likes San Jose with uh, plus one thirty six. What people that that you know don't have the the joy of living in a town with a sports book. That means if you bet a hundred bucks on San Jose, you get one hundred thirty six dollars back. And if you you have to bet 150 on Pittsburgh just to win 100, so the public Pittsburgh is the betting line favorite, and the money 75 to 25 percent is coming in on San Jose. So the books the books open Pittsburgh the favorite. Um, I don't know if that's East Coast bias or just because they project that more money will come in on Pittsburgh with the the casual hockey fan knowing Crosby and and not really knowing the players on San Jose and how freaking good they are and how good they're playing right now. Just uh, real quick, looking at the matchup since 2009-2010, San Jose's won 6-3 straight up in the nine regular season meetings this year. Penguins won in San Jose 5-1. The Sharks won in Pittsburgh, three to one. Not, that doesn't really give us an indication. Whoops! Looks like we lost Chris there for a minute. Chris, you there? I'm here. Ah, I must have lost you there for a minute. Anyway, I was just going down through the regular season. Uh, I don't know when I lost you. I was rambling on. Uh, pins, pins, one in San Jose, five one. 
Sharks won in Pittsburgh three to one. The 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 home ice advantage I think will it's going to play into Pittsburgh's hands just because of the uh, the faceoff percentage that Zachary brought up. I think that may actually be a big key to the series if if Penguins can get the puck and keep the puck. The San Jose is going to have have trouble putting it into the net without possessing it. Obviously. Um, I don't know if that's going to hold up over a long series. I agree with you that I think that that the uh, Penguin Sharks is going to be a real good good matchup. I I was I was talking with Zachary just you know in the break and and I think the Sharks are just a little bit better in almost every category, and that adds up to being quite a bit better in the long long run of a of a seven game series which i think it's going to be i think the goaltenders at this point i think zach hit it right on the head too if if pittsburgh is able to win the series uh matt murray's going to have to be the con smythe and i mean so far he's got to be their front runner i i said in the in the conference final preview that one of the 21 year old goalies was going to have to crack just looking at history and so far i don't <laughs> i haven't seen any cracks yet um even vasileski i mean my big key in that whole tampa bay pittsburgh series was bishop with a decided edge you know Vezina Vezina trophy finalist against a 21 year old kid who's making his first run uh into the playoffs and then when they lost bishop that was absolutely out the window but vasileski is very impressive i i very athletic in in net very very solid very consistent i think he made most if not i can't say all but most of the saves that he should have made he did and he made a whole bunch of saves that he probably shouldn't have made um, i think martin jones is playing the same way there were a couple times in that game seven there i'm, I'm just watching him play and being a king's fan obviously he's a king's prospect a lot of his mannerisms and, and positions and postures in squaring up to the puck physically reminded me of Jonathan Quick and he's he's playing fantastic Matt Matt Murray's just got his blinders on he's I, I think I said he's good enough to be there and young enough not to know better so I think the goaltending situation's a wash but I just think I just think San Jose is is gonna gonna be too much it's gonna be seven games and I'm gonna say a Brent Burns slap shot wins it in Game Seven. How about that? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And plus, uh, last point uh, for me is uh, the Sharks have really responded in every critical game and and critical moment. They did it in Game Five against the Kings, going to the third period. They did it in Games uh, Games Five and Seven against the Predators uh, after just really gut wrenching losses, and they did it in. Uh, Game five against the Blues uh, in St. Louis, so uh, you got that aspect as well. Well, it's been a fun season. This is going to probably be our last show until we wrap it up and get ready for our uh, 
our draft special, and then we're probably going to yep. do a, a UFA wrap-up after July 1st and then maybe take a, a few weeks off for August. Yep. Um, I got some travel plans coming up for August. So uh, it's our last last episode where we're looking at some hockey, and then we'll be looking towards next year. Chris, it's been a real pleasure working with you this year. Um, look, oh, for, look, look forward to doing many more. The draft episode is going to be big. Uh, we've got some real yep. good, real good guests lined up to do our draft. We're going to do just the lottery. No reason to go any farther than that. The, once you get farther down, the trades and and everything it's just too much to do. Um, and then we'll probably come back with a UFA wrap up. Um, definitely once we hear the Vegas hockey outlook, you know the Vegas hockey podcast is going to be all over that. So we'll, we may have a special episode coming up for that. Make sure you guys special yep. thanks special thanks to Zachary Devine coming in doing a great job. Make sure everybody follows him on Twitter at Zach the Bear. That's at Z Z A K K the Bear. And as always, follow Chris at the NL King, and look for him on Last Word at Last Word on Sports, and also over at the Hockey Writers for all his Islanders content. Man, me, I'm just here, so don't don't bother with me. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's where we're at. We got we both, all three of us, I guess, going San Jose, Chris and me in seven, Zachary Devine, Sharks in six, and we'll see everybody after the finals for a wrap up show. And with that, we're gone. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,